Hey guys, this is the Jade Marissa podcast. I'm talking to you about the good, bad, and ugly in Thailand Muay Thai and pop culture. So recently I did a, a live video on Facebook. I was talking about pretty much why Muay Thai is going down in this country in Thailand. Right? It's Muay Thai, Thai boxing is from Thailand and it should always be the root grounded in Thailand. But sadly, I feel like a lot of recent events have been happening throughout the years actually and a decline in the acknowledgement, in the value of Muay Thai in Thailand has, is, got, is, hap- is happening. There is a decline right now. So just to recap a little bit on my video from Facebook, I was talking about since Lumpini Stadium, that was the epicenter of Muay Thai. People would always go to Lumpini Stadium that was on Rama 4. They would always go there to watch the top fights, to watch champions. That was the place where people would gather to bring in the Muay Thai community. So around 2014, they knocked Lumpini Stadium down and they moved it to another place, Ramintra, which I spoke about in my last video. So following from that, after they knocked down the stadium, the community of Muay Thai also drifted apart. And now because of that, it's more separated and people don't work together as well as they used to within the community. And it's more dog eat dog. This is episode one. And I'm, like I said, I'm bringing this to you now because since my, li- my last live video, a lot of people were so interested in what I had to say about Muay Thai. You know, there's a lot of Muay Thai followers and people who are passionate about the sport around the world. And this is things that they don't know and they don't hear. They don't know what's going on in Thailand. So I'm bringing to you episode one of many talking about Muay Thai, Thailand, and real things that are happening right now. So yeah, going back to that, Lumpini Stadium, it got knocked down around 2014 and the community drifted apart. And then, like I said, it became dog-eat-dog. People weren't working together. They were all cheating each other. And let me talk about how Muay Thai has kind of changed through those years. Okay, so it used to be the golden era of Muay Thai many years ago. And like like everyone was friends and it was a place where people gathered. Now, okay, the gamblers, they would go to Lumpini Stadium, to Rajadamnan Stadium, to Channel 7, to Channel 3, to Channel 5, and all of those stadiums. That's where the gamblers would go to. But... Because of the gamblers now, they have sort of persuaded the way, like maybe persuade the outcome of a fight. So maybe a winner from a fight who didn't really seem like a winner would win the fight. This is due to the gamblers. Also because of the gamblers, fighters now are fighting much, much safer. They're not doing any of the fancy moves that they used to a long time ago. So if you said if you used to watch um, Golden Era of Samat Payakarun or uh, um, Diesel Noy, people like that, you know. So say Samat, he would do a lot of those elbows, Sakatong, uh, like many like very Thai Moiburan elbows and fancy moves. You don't really see that in the stadiums anymore. This is due to the gamblers. Also recently, two nights ago. A gambler got shot outside of Lumpini Stadium. And this is because he had gambling debts 
And then on the same night, a child fighter also got drugged and he was un unable to fight. That was just before his fight. So that was also due to gambling. This was in Muay Siam, Muay Thai newspaper online. You can check that out on Facebook. So this type of thing is happening, still happening within the Muay Thai community. This is with the gamblers. I mean, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's become dog-eat-dog -dog now and people just care about money. And, and it's basically the cheat-to-win mentality that is winning over this sport. Then we have, in Thailand, different levels of hierarchy. This is also stopping Muay Thai from growing. So, like, people, like, fighters are viewed as a lower educational, a lower income background demographic. They're usually from the countryside, and then they usually become fighters as their job to make money for their family. So the general public in Thailand are not really, not really going to look up to these type of people. And it's just the way it is in Thailand because of the hierarchical structure. Next, there's this thing in Thai called gangjai. Gangjai is, is a passiveness of the people, and they're, and they're scared to confront uh, talk about real topics. So say there is some issues, something going on in front of their face that's not okay, that's not acceptable in any world, they will still not talk about it, and they'll still not confront it. Even if you say, even any, this can be for anything, you know, owing money to someone, and, or someone owes you money and you're scared to, they're, they're scared to go to confront them, but yet maybe they'll shoot them. This is something that these type of people would do. So gangdai is that word. It's, it's all across Thailand. They do it in gangdai can be used for anything. It can be used to see, like, if you see a man hitting a woman on the street and he's afraid to confront it, that, 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 that being afraid to confront the thing is called gangdai. Next, I'm going to talk about the Thailand market and trends in Thailand. So uh, Thai people, they like to follow a trend that comes and goes very fast. And that's what happens with Muay Thai. So maybe two years ago, a lot of gyms opened up around Thailand and Muay Thai was a hit. It was a hot trend for exercise, for any type of rec recreational sport. But following the Thai behaviors, Thai people behaviors, they all went, got their Instagram photos, and then the trend died, and that was the end of that. Then Muay Thai also died with it a little bit, you know, for these type of people. These, these type of people would be more middle to upper class, and it was exciting because we thought it was, it was the time for Muay Thai to grow. But sadly, that didn't happen. Um, it grew, and it died just as fast as it, as it grew. Next, um, we're going to compare Muay Thai to different sports around the world. Let's say basketball in the USA, it brings in such a community feel. You know, everyone would gather to watch their favorite teams to play. Or, you know, American football or football in, in England. I know I used to live in England and everyone in the local game, they would flock to the stadiums and watch together or they would go to the pubs and watch together. In Thailand, there is no sense of this feeling. There's no sense of this community. People don't gather to watch sports. And I think that's a shame because Muay Thai comes from Thailand and I think Thai people should appreciate it in that way. It should be something that people acknowledge. Then I'm gonna talk about how the general public of Thai, Thai people, they're still somewhat conservative and they still view 
Muay Thai as a scary fighting sport. You know, it's aggressive, it's violent, and they still view it that way. That's I would say that's like middle class to upper class. Then next about how another way that Thai Muay Thai can be dying in Thailand. We have the Thai mindset, visa farang mindset, and then what I'm talking about is fighters. So yes, Thai fighters are very good. They train from a very very young age, but once they reach a certain age, they tend to not care so much about the training, and they get a lot a lot of distractions. And the fighting is just a way to get some income, so they don't really care about. The outcome of the fight, and they don't really care so much about the training. So they're lacking training. They have no nutrition support. They don't know how to look after their bodies properly. They're probably still partying. But say a foreigner fighter, they're excited to fight. This is their passion. They chose this for a reason. It's not just their hobby. They chose this as their career, and they take it very, very seriously. You know, in terms of nutrition, in training, in sleep. Everything taking care of their body, so now a lot of foreign fighters are winning and becoming much better than the Thai fighters. Okay, then another reason to follow on from why I think that Muay Thai is going down in Thailand. The political situation in Thailand is very unsteady right now. We had the votes, but we've still not had the results. So it's hard for any company to make any big decisions regarding budgets, which is totally understandable. I mean. No company wants any type of bad press right now at such a sensitive mov- moment. So that's completely understandable. So that's why right now a lot of promotions have gone down. I did speak about all the promotions going down in my last video. That was like Top King, um, MBK, um, year year before that was Super Champ. You know, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of promotions that have just been and gone throughout the years. Now promotions that really do work. Not including the stadium ones. That's things like Thai fight. And why does Thai fight work? Well, they travel around to different provinces in Thailand, and each province that they go to, the government from that province they fund Thai fight. They give them funding basically. In return, Thai fight do an exchange by promoting that province. So they just had a fight in Koh Samui, and they would promote Koh Samui. With the advertisements online throughout the world, wherever they stream, as well as that, Thai Fight also get big sponsors like Isuzu. They have contracts, so we are talking about like big big sponsors. Um, sponsors like Toyota, Isuzu, they're already contracted by certain promoters, and they are more they are most likely to have some type of exclusive, long term, mutual, beneficial deal. And that's why they work, and that's why they are able to to sponsor these certain events. So when you, if anyone argues with me and says like, "Oh, it is easy to get sponsors for Muay Thai," look at Toyota, look at this and that. Well, these are already contracted by promoters, and they've been co- contracted for long a long term deal. So this is the piece, like this is a piece of the cake that I can't bite off. You know what I mean? So I'm having to look for other sponsors, and same as many other promoters, you're having to look for other sponsors. But through all of these, what I just mentioned right now, look at how difficult it is. One of the last things I want to talk about is MBK Fight Night. Yes, that was 
my father's um, promotion. We used to do live fights outside MBK Shopping Center. Well, it started off every Wednesday. And then recently, for the past year or two, it was every last Wednesday of the month. And like I told you, the p- type of people who are involved in Muay Thai right now, who are from like more, mostly lower income sort of backgrounds and the cheat to win mentality. Yes, they have been with my dad and, for a long time. But they, so, the, so what does that mean? They learned from my dad. They got his contacts. And they started having meetings behind my dad's back. And because of that, they kind of pushed my dad to the side and they were able to take, take over the fight night themselves. But actually, it may, it may have been the last one which just happened in April. So I'm not sure. But that's what I'm trying to say is like, this is the people that are in this industry right now and kind of the majority. Not everyone, of course. There is good people. I know I have a lot of good friends in the industry, but the majority of the people right now is just dog eat dog. And it shouldn't be like that. We should make the community stronger. So how can we improve all of these? How can we improve the value and visibility of Muay Thai in Thailand? Well, I feel like it has to happen as a a big, like a lot has to happen at one time, pretty much. We have to make an impact, an impactful message. You know, the Thai people need to value it more. And I'm talking about the general, I'm not talking about the people who are involved in Muay Thai, obviously. I'm talking about middle class to upper class. These people need to be involved a little bit more. We need to see it as a way to bring people together. We need to value their cultural heritage. It's a way to empower people. You know, there's so many hidden benefits of Muay Thai without just the fighting part. Yes, I did used to fight, but it's helped me so much with anger issues, stress. I got healthier. Um, you sleep better when you train, obviously. Um, I feel stronger and more confident. It's helped me in so many different ways, and I feel like I'm such a, a confident individual right now. And I, I do thank Muay Thai for that. And I also thank it because I can, I'm able to walk around or on the streets at night and feel like I can still protect myself. You know, if, if someone was to attack me, I feel like I would know. Well, first of all, I'd have a good reaction towards that. I wouldn't freeze. And I probably wouldn't know like where to strike, you know, and I do have a little bit of a jujitsu background as well. And I do think that as well, I can also use that. You know, I can, I can protect myself. I can protect my friends. And I feel like I feel stronger. Like if I'm around my friends who are all girls, I feel like I could take care of them if something was to happen. Yes, I'm not a superhero, but you know, I could definitely do something. So it's helped me a lot in many ways. And I want the Thai people to, to, view that you know I just had a an interview with Iconic Women's Alliance and they're a Thai women's group basically they promote like women with like in the career in the love life in relationships in health anything you know and they talk about this and I, I've been their first person that they interviewed that promotes a sport I really think that sports culture in Thailand needs to improve and Thai people need to realize that sports or exercise, physical activity, martial arts, anything like that is important just as much as education in like literature or anything like that, you know. So it's it's all about balance and 
doing sports is a great way to balance your life out. So back, back to how to improve all of these. A big impact. We need to make a big impact. So maybe everyone around the world can promote Muay Thai a little bit better, a little bit more positively, and try and get a little more attention from Thai people. You know, it is hard because the media in Thailand is a little bit controlled, but I can't talk about that too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, as long as we do something positive with a lot of people, I'm sure that can create some impact. Okay. I do want to try and get some Thai media in involved as well. I would love that to happen. But right now, like I said, it's just a lot of the programs that do Muay Thai, they just do the, mostly the stadium Muay Thai and that's it. And it's very just like one direction, you know. They don't, they don't promote it in any other way apart from this is a Muay Thai fight and that's it. You know, it needs to promote it in many different ways. It needs to do events. It needs to do uh, any type of exposure that will shine it in a good light and not just a fighting way. Because it is a culture. There's Muay Buran. Muay Buran, where, where Muay Thai came from. And that is the martial art of Muay Thai. You know, in China, the government in China, they pay, they fund Kung Fu. They fund Kung Fu and Shaolin and things like this. And they push the children to go and do these type of things because they know that Kung Fu is a part of their culture and they want to keep it alive. They want to respect it and value it. And that's what they should do in Thailand. They need to value Muay Thai. You know, there is Thailand Sports Authority who are supposed to be promoting Muay Thai. And yes, they do. But like I said, it's, it's still very narrow. You know, they don't support many events. They're tied in with things like IFMA, WMC, um, Thailand Boxing Board. Yeah, they have things like this. But like I said, it's very narrow and it's very, very, very Thai. They don't really care about, the, about how it's exposed to uh, the international audience. So it's t it can go two ways, really. You know, People in Thailand need to promote it more so it's more commercial and goes towards an international audience and people around the world need to promote it to Thai people to show them how much they value their sport. Then in terms of sponsorship, okay, because of what I mentioned, you know, about politics, about... Um, the type of people who are involved in Muay Thai, making, making it difficult and for sponsors wanting to associate their brands with the, with the sport because of the people. I mean, that's also understandable. If I owned a big company and there was people, you know, shooting, shooting or gamblers or drugging fighters, of course I would want to stay away from that. I would not want my company associated. It's understandable. But maybe like international... Sponsors could get in, you know, even just like around the world, a small bit every here and there. If you own a company or something and you want, you still want, you love Muay Thai, you want it to happen, you know, a little bit from each place that could go towards some big promotion here. It could even be an international promotion that's just set in Thailand. You know, who knows? It's all about who you know, really. All right, guys. So that was the end of episode one. You know, this is just an intro right now and a little bit of a teaser, and I'll be talking a lot more in my episodes coming up in the future. So please stay tuned and stay interested and love Muay Thai. All right, thanks. Peace. <laughs>